caught up. Hillary just fell over. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, it's it's Stoli. He's he's uh, my dog. Is yeah. Sorry, Sorry. Matt. No, it's okay. Let's just talk about Stoli now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Stoli cast. Gone for three weeks. Let's just talk about Hillary's dog. I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome back, Matt. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right, welcome to Rated NA, the podcast for the website nerdappropriate.com. This is episode number 105, uh, and it is sort of a different one. Um, but first of all, I'm back, guys. Hey, hey. welcome back. back. It's been like, like two weeks or something since I've done this stuff. I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. We've had so a very have... bizarre recording schedule lately. Yeah. Yes, we have. It's been a scheduling, as Ash called it, a scheduling nightmare last night. So It was. Slightly nightmare. Uh, we're all here. Yes. Yeah. We made it. It's impressive. We, we dragged did. Hillary out of bed <laughs> the yeah. crack of fucking dawn. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is true. I would like to tell everybody listening right now that in my time, it's like 7 a.m. right now. Out. Thanks, guys. And what time did Welcome. you go to sleep? Oh, really? <laughs> so I kind of couldn't fall asleep last night, so I didn't really oh, fall man. asleep probably till like 2. Yikes. So you're operating on very little sleep. How how did yes. you get to sleep last night? I'm not saying that out loud. Uh, <laughs> but it it's uh, not I'll, it's not our fault that you're awake. It's just our fault that you're recording this early, right? Because yeah. I guess yeah. <laughs> wow, semantics. Okay. Well, there, I mean, there's some ridiculous fishing going on right now, right? No, there there really is. But I I would just like to say that um I did not step on any nails. <laughs> so I appreciate everyone from from last episode. I think it was last episode. Oh yeah, who wished me again. who wished me well for stepping on a rusty nail while building my twelve story mansion <laughs> and something about a dock. Um, <laughs> there were there was no tetanus, so I'm all good. I didn't step on a you nail. Know, much. You know, no one no one wished me well for double conjunctivitis. So. <laughs> well, apparently, apparently, twelve story mansion is definitely within the scope of possibility for me. I don't know. <laughs> By the end of that episode, Matt, you had actually broken your leg like that basketball player did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you were all fucked up. Guys, um, <laughs> 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 just had been a really bad week. Well, welcome back. We we genuinely missed having you guys, and it was it's always weird when you guys are not on. So indeed, oh. welcome back. Thank you, Hillary, for waking up extra early to be on episode 105, which is the Xbox One edition of the uh, Nerd Appropriate podcast. So Correct. Right. So we're all going to rage. Whoa. Let's do the rundown. <laughs> so on today's podcast, uh, we will be talking about the Xbox One. Um, and I don't know how it's going to go. So it's interesting to see. Um, and in our Naquato... Um, which is our nerd appropriate question of the week. Um, Thank you. Yeah, no problem. The question is <laughs> name one. Oh, that's not really a question, but what we asked people to do was name one thing you like and one thing you don't like about the Xbox one. A lot of ones there. Yeah. A lot of ones. I think mm-hmm. that was um, a good approach to the question to like stem everybody's rage, making them say one good thing and one thing they don't like. It's like the compliment sandwich, you know? Yeah. 
I, w- I was tricking people. And, yes. Um, I have to do this sometimes in my day job. Um, <clears throat> you hear people complain a lot in my day job. And the thing I always say to them is, well, well, name something good that's happening today. And they'll be like, mm. fuck, I don't want to. <laughs> and then I'll make them say something positive. And they'll be like, oh, okay, everything's not so bad. <laughs> yeah, well, by you... the way, I'm I'm totally ready to fight. Like, I'm I'm ready for this conversation. I don't know who you're going to be fighting with, but I think we're all on the same team. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, we'll, fine. We'll see. Okay, well, Pretty Ash, sure why don't you... I'm trying to make things interesting here, dude. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, we can be interesting hey, on our own. I'm not your dude, dude. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yo. Oh my gosh. Let's we'll fight. Reinvigorate the East Coast-West Coast rap battle. Um, <laughs> yes. West side. All right, Ash, kick it off. Um, so I guess this week it has been super busy at work as per usual, but um, I did download the... Uh, Krieg the Psycho DLC. Um, I've been uh, watching a bunch of documentaries. Um, all of them have been kind of depressing, but um, been using HBO Go and kind of plowing through almost all the documentaries they have there. Wow. I've just been in a very documentary-centric mood. Um, th- I don't really want to talk about them because they're really all of them are, tend to be very depressing and dark. So I'm not going to get into it. Um, but if you have HBO Go, definitely check out their documentary section, and there's a lot of good stuff there. Um, in terms of game playing, you know, I haven't been doing a whole lot. Um, I found myself, I was surprised that I, I went back and actually played the Krieg DLC because I've played almost all of the characters um, now, and I'm already like almost level 20 with Krieg. And like, I, I just, I don't know. It's kind of like mindless fun for me. Yeah, you must have put like 200 hours into this game so far. I even know it's not, it's definitely not healthy. And I, I, played, uh, I pay, played a bit of Gears with uh, Scott and my wife, which was actually Gears really three. Not yeah. even the, not even Jujiment. Yeah, it's not even Judgment. We went back and played Gears three. Jujiment. Jujiment. <laughs> An e extra e in there thrown in for Hillary. Mm. Um, <laughs> I've been up to. Let's let's jump down to. Uh, we'll do Hillary next. Okay, so um, as many of you know, I bought a house. Woo! So Giant. yeah, yeah, it, with a dock. No, not really. Um, so I've been packing, which is fantastic. And before we move in, um, we're having a bunch of work done to the house. So basically, every day I get to go manage a bunch of contractors, which is super fun, and stand around and look mean and um, push timelines and set milestones. And yeah, it's I'm like, kind of it's like your regular kind of a badass. Job. Yeah, it's, I feel like it's kind of like my, my real job. Um, and then, of course, I've been working, so um, I can put a lot on that. So I've been working a lot. And that's about it. I'm pr- I've been pretty boring, actually. So hoping, as soon as I... I was hoping uh, you would that? have said that you've been packing a lot. I've been packing a lot and project managing a lot and working a lot. <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot. Fantastic. Yeah. What about you, Scott? Um, well, you. I mean, we were all on travel. That's why there was no podcast last week. Yes. Um, so I've been gaming on portable devices. So on the surface, I've been playing, um, a free game for windows eight called samurai versus zombies defense. And it's a little hokey and weird looking, but it turned out to be kind of fun and I haven't had to put any money into it yet. So it's just a good diversion. Oh, I actually played the, all the episodes of Adara that are available right now with Ali Hillis. Um, so cool. Yeah, I've played episode two, three, and four while I was traveling, and they're really good. It's just like a really solid, like old school puzzle adventure, just like what I said before. And it's, um, it's it's definitely fun. So, been doing that. Um, I played a game called the Starship um, Damry, and then we've been 
Ash and I, uh, and Ash's wife, we've been playing Gears of War 3, which is super fun. That game looks really good. Like, I had, mm-hmm. I kind of forget, like, how good the games that are, like, Xbox-centric, like Gears and Halo, like, using all the technology, like, how good those games actually look. And how well they play, too. Um, and then uh, I've been catching up on Grimm, which is probably, like, one of my favorite shows on TV right now. It and really is a good show. It's great. And then I just – did you yeah. watch the season finale? Um, I I saw part of it. I was I was running around. Um, I'm going to catch up. I'm going to do a marathon. Oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, do you remember, like, at the midway season point this year, like, they, they put a little message on the screen? Did you remember that? No, I don't remember that. I haven't really been following it, following it, but um, so good. Yeah, it's uh, the part that I did see. I was like, oh, I really have to do this. It start. It's kind of reminding me. I told Matt this before, but it reminds me of um, like Vampire the Masquerade. Or you remember Matt when there was like a TV show on, like in the nineties. Like there's a. It's called uh, Embraced, I think. Or yeah, they tried to make a show about the Vampire World of Darkness series, and it had like all this like political intrigue and in royalty and you know monsters and stuff like that and kind of mm-hmm. grim kind of hits some of those same notes which i think is really awesome Kindred it's really the embraced the yeah embraced. i actually really like the whole um royalty thing that they've got going on right now yeah and the show's like yeah. definitely come into its own now which is which is awesome I, it'd be cool we should probably try to i'd like to get someone from that show on the podcast to talk to them let's do it because everybody everybody is awesome um yeah, so that's me, uh, Matt. What's going on? You're back, man. Uh, yeah, I've working. I'm gonna say working an insane amount between the past been, three weeks. Uh, wow! And then uh, that's much better than a lot. It's, uh, we <laughs> we added up the hours, and last week I crossed seventy. So Ugh. it's a uh, it's a lot of work going on at the moment, but for good good reasons, I guess. Um, so not a ton of gaming. I did get to sneak in watching Star Trek with with Ash and his wife and my wife, uh, which was enjoyable. But <laughs> I can't really. It's like the weirdest movie because if you say anything plot wise, it's immediately going to tell everyone what's going on in the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was an enjoyable movie. Uh, I had my problems with it, but it wasn't anything massive, major. Uh, I've been playing a game that got recommended to me called Kingdom Rush on the iPad. Most of my gaming has shifted to the iPad at this point because I don't, I can't sit in front of the console for very long, hmm. if at all. <clears throat> um, and it's like a tower defense game, but it's pretty fun. Nothing crazy unique about it, other than it's a it's a really well done tower defense game. Cool. And then uh, I bought on special at Best Buy about a while ago this the game Rocksmith, um, and my yeah, wife has been. Melissa's been learning to play guitar on it. She just started. It's pretty brilliant. Like, does it work well? Uh, like the technology? Yeah, yeah, it works super well. Like, I mean, you literally you plug your guitar into a cable, like a quarter inch to a USB, essentially, and then uh, you just start. It like it's like, hey, you can play, and you start playing, and it it sounds like you're playing through an amp, like on the TV. And uh, but the way it teaches you, um, the way it kind of progressively teaches you, is pretty. It's pretty amazing. I, it's pretty awesome to watch. Like it starts off really, really like dead simple, and then as it watches you play, it'll slowly adjust to how you're playing. And then if you start screwing up a bunch, it'll pull back. And if you get like if you're just nailing everything, it'll make it progressively more difficult. Like in the song, like in oh, one song, while you're so playing. it adjusts like to your skill level. Yeah, 
Yeah, and and the way it lays out the the neck of the guitar and shows you where to play, it's actually I from from knowing how to play, I'd recommend it to people that don't to to learn. It's it's frustrating wow. at first cuz you don't know how to play, but it it does teach you pretty well. Um I was pretty impressed by it. Other That's than cool. that, uh kind of Hillary team. just fell over. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine, yeah. No, it's it's Stoli. He's okay. he's uh, my dog is uh, he's in a crate next to me and he he is so freaked out by all the boxes that are around mm-hmm. um that yeah. he has to be within inches of me. So mm-hmm. yeah. he's like, "Mama, Sorry, Sorry. Matt. No, it's okay. Let's just talk about Stoli now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Stoli cast. Been gone for three weeks. Let's just talk about Hillary's dog. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah welcome back, Matt. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> if I was Ash. Yeah. I was afraid that you um, had fallen out of your chair and may have passed away. So I was. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. Dude. Checking okay. on you. People Speaking are going to think I have problems. Ch- yeah. Speaking of falling out of your chair and passing away. Yeah. Let's Wait, talk about what? the Xbox One. <laughs> Hold on. Did you just out transition me? I think so. Yeah. Mm, it's not a competition, deal guys. Deal with it, bro. <laughs> oh, no. Bra. You know what? Do you, know, you, do you want to know what a lot of bros were saying? <laughs> what? news that the xbox one sucks yeah. <laughs> oh, is that our man. transition <laughs> i don't know yes we'll just go with a couple so so this week uh microsoft went to the airwaves and announced the new xbox the xbox colon one <laughs> what I don't know if there's really a colon in there the xbox one uh you know i think a lot of the specs had already been kind of leaked right guys so yeah, yeah. We can kind of go over them, but it's an 8-core AMD. They're moving to x86 architecture, so it's no longer going to be the old... uh, uh, What were were they on? PowerPC. PowerPC, right? Yes. Um, Still a regular old spinny 500-gig hard drive, uh, 8 gigs of RAM, you know, Wi-Fi built in, Blu-ray drive finally, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, So spec-wise, you know, I think on par with what the PS4 announced... For the most part, very very similar. You know what's going to happen, though, with the Blu ray drive? They're just going to start making games that fit on two Blu ray discs. Two Blu ray discs. (laughs) You're going to be like, why? Why are you doing this? (laughs) For real. Uh, uh, Well, uh, I mean, do we want to just start there? Was there anything you guys. Let's start with the name. And if the name bothered you, there was a lot of. There was an internet fervor. The name is stupid. How are people going to understand that this isn't the first Xbox? The Twitter was exploding like, how are people going to know? I don't well, understand. Ex- wait, like, hold on. Let's it? back up the truck. <laughs> a product called Twitter was exploding about a name called X. It, no one cares about names. It's just marketing. It, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going to get hey, marketed. Hey, 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 hey. Uh-oh. No, Uh-oh. but I mean like. I mean that like good marketing will make you not care about the name. The name is going to be what identifies it as a product. Like not- I, I actually, I actually would like to disagree with you there because Uh-oh. I think the Xbox One is a brilliant name for two reasons. When you say the word "one," it means like victory, right? I won. So in the war, in the console war, they're saying Xbox One. And then again, because all of their presentation was so um, entertainment friendly, not just gaming friendly, it's like all in one. You get everything you need in one package. I got the second one. I didn't get the first one. As a marketer, I was like, "Mm -hmm." mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, this is what you do for a living, so you probably yeah, have a better grasp on it than we do. We're just like, I like it. It sounds cool. I like the number one. It's better than two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly what I thought. <laughs> Thank God they didn't call it the Xbox Two. Because it would have been yeah. like Xbox also, you yeah. know, like PS4 uh, and Xbox but, also. If it was Xbox the, Two, then how would people be able to tell that it's not the 360? They'd be so confused. That's what I'm saying. Like by by your lot by your your faux uh, <laughs> anger logic, it should be called the Xbox Three, and that would be the most illogical name I've ever heard in yeah, my life. Yeah, but then it would like, be <laughs> inferior to the PS4 because it would yeah, be a exactly. smaller number. You see. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. So I guess the general consensus about the name is we like it. And um, if you That's don't fine. understand it, then I'm sorry for you. I like the shorthand X-Bone. I like X-Bone, too. <laughs> <laughs> Speak, so I can't tell that story. Later. <laughs> I have an off-air off story. It has nothing to do with wow. Bone, I have story. Wow. That was good. So I guess the the other, I guess the main point of contention with the internet is the fact that their presentation didn't focus only on games. They actually, their strategy for this system includes other things like television and sports. You're going to drop $500 on this thing. It's going to sit in your living room and all, literally all you want it to do is play video games. You don't want it to do anything else. Yeah. That is right? the most illogical thing I've ever heard in my life. Why is everyone so angry about this? I'm happy that the thing I'm spending half a grand on can do more things than just play a video game. Uh, yeah. yeah. Somebody, well, I, go ahead, Hillary. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just, I was just gonna say, I was getting really, really annoyed at Twitter during the whole presentation, simply because I'm, I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe I'm an older generation or something. Um, I'm not as instant gratification. I can certainly wait a couple weeks to see the E3 yeah. lineup because I know it's gonna be good. I don't, I have no doubt about that. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to have one piece of hardware that does so many cool things, like watch TV with my friends. Um, it's via Skype, you know, in different places, parts of the world or whatever. Um, and it's going to basically reinvent my entire, you know, I don't know, entertainment experience. I mean, yeah. I can basically toss out my receiver <laughs> and put it in my Xbox one. I mean, that sounds well, pretty uh, freaking amazing. You can't actually, but, <laughs> yeah. well, whatever. <laughs> but I mean, I, like I understand some of the ire. I just don't understand the rage about it. Like I, I agree that maybe. Mad. Yeah, I agree that maybe they should have shown like a fucking Halo or Gears or something like that kind of game instead of COD blocks or a Halo or TV show or a Halo TV show like like they didn't show a flagship Xbox title. I will agree to that. But beyond that, it's like yeah. I, it's just there's going to be what do they think they're launching it? And then they're like, oh, shit, games, guys, put some games together really quick. We totally <laughs> right? forgot to put games together for this thing. Yeah, I, I honestly like I think that the the pro the reason why the internet exploded in in the negative way that it did was because um it was the quality of the presentation i really don't feel like they 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 wowed people like they were expecting to wow people mm-hmm. um and and it wasn't that he, I, i'm agreeing with matt in that uh, i really feel like what they tried to do is show you the things that the xbox one will have that the other consoles do not have, okay? So rather than focusing on like, hey, the games are going to look great, because the games are going to look great. I mean, without a doubt, it's going to be running on, you know, similar hardware to the PS4. So we don't have to worry about how games are going to look or how games are going to function. That's kind of already a given. Like, Mm -hmm. if you pay attention at all, you know that the games are going to be fine because developers are already working on the next-gen titles. And what, what Microsoft is doing 
has nothing to do with what the developers are doing. They're the ones who are building the games right now. I mean, Microsoft Studios might be working, you know, in tandem with some of these studios to help them out. But in, for the most part, you're, you know, your your Biowares and your and your, uh, you know, Ubisoft, yeah, Ubisoft and your 2K games. They're the ones who are, you know, actually building this stuff. So, well, I, I mean, have, didn't, I have a theory, they, you guys. Go ahead. This I've I've said this to somebody before, but don't you think that in in a way, Sony and Microsoft want to create, um, like this like fake turf war, you know, this rivalry or whatever, because they want to polarize people so that it kind of boosts the sales of both. Like, don't you think that there's a better chance someone will buy a 360 just to spite somebody that that likes the PS4? And it's like, choose your side, pick a side, and you're like, you know what? Maybe I'll buy both someday. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I, They're I the think... same. They're going to be the same. <laughs> But the, <laughs> the thing that I thought was interesting about the presentation is that they led with the hardware. So the one, the huge complaint that the the Sony press conference got was like, okay, so right. what does it look like? And it, I thought it was really interesting. Within the first, you know, minute, we were seeing really close up and detailed views of what the hardware looks like. So I think they took lessons from PS4 and were like, okay, we want to totally do it different, guys. Apparently not. Apparently not enough lessons. Good lord! But they like, yeah. And actually, that was why the the press con- conference got delayed too. It came out was that. They wanted to have the hardware ready, and they weren't sure mm-hmm. they were going to have it ready earlier in May or April, whenever they'd said they were going to do it before. But honestly, I, I'm not, I can't be really I cannot be mad at Microsoft for looking at their target audience and and saying, okay, the most money that gamers the the most amount of money per game is Call of Duty and, and sports. Like I can't I can't blame them for that because it's true. Right. The, I think that's a huge portion of the market share. They also and for broadcast all these people, the presentation on Spike TV, so. Which yeah. is how I watched it because I couldn't connect via XBL, interestingly enough. Of um, Same thing happened with the PS4 presentation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, can you really be mad at a company who wants to make money, who's going to cater to I, the biggest percentage of market share? Come on. Right. But the, the thing I can, I, the thing, you know, after tuning out all of the ridiculous amounts of rage towards this thing that I saw afterwards and let it sit for a day or two, I can understand the anger from that sector because all it was was poor so who's going to watch who is going to take a chunk out of the middle of their workday to watch what the Xbox is going to announce it's going to be the people who want the Xbox game no one that wants a new media box in their living room is like I fucking can't wait till Xbox announces TV I can't wait till they announce TV (laughs) that's like added bonus for people like us that really enjoy that kind of stuff uh, but it's not going to necessarily the reason that I tuned in. Although I did, as my wife points out, kind of like mini jump out of my chair when they announced the NFL. So sorry, gamers. I also like football. It's a thing I that I enjoy like in my football. free time. And I, I was very happy about football, to see that. but I thought well, it was awesome. Yeah. Like, but here's the thing: yeah. who has the money? Right? I mean, right. think about it. Think. I mean, I'm not, not. I'm not saying that gamers are poor, but I'm. I'm saying like the people who are super excited about this, who are like legitimately interested in the tech and, and how it performs and all of that stuff are the ones who spend probably over $2,000 a year in games and hardware and, and other stuff. Right. right. But that's, so what I'm saying, what I'm saying though, is that they, they didn't, if you want to build hype and you're going to do this, you need to build hype towards the, the core culture. And that's not, that's not exactly what they did with this conference, but I also think E3 is going to do that. So I'm not really yeah, yeah. that worried about it. Yeah. I don't know. Do you do you really think of all of the gaming population? Do you really think that the people who are <clears throat> hardcore gamers 
who play all of the titles and not just like the main street titles. Do you really think that that's a large percentage of the market? No, that's what I'm saying though. Yeah. I'm saying that they, they didn't market to that. That's the hype building percentage of the market though. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. It's like this small sector. It's like with, you know, nerd movies, like they figured it out that they could launch a movie at comic con and have this massive amount of hype build behind this movie and then a ton of people, then everyone will go see it because they went to the small sector and built hype around a larger product. So who, who creates more hype then? The Mashables of the world or the Kotakus? Kotaku. For you think gaming. so? For gaming, yeah. I think yeah, but they're trying amazing. to capture a larger market than gaming. Well, I mean, Agreed. <clears throat> I kind of viewed it from the perspective of, like, I, I thought about that other side of the argument about, you know, why wasn't there any games or anything? And... I kind of came to the conclusion that wouldn't it be great if sort of like the television and sports fans like, you know, subsidize like this product enough so that more right. games could come out. You know what I mean? Like if it's not just a gaming <laughs> yeah. machine and other people buy it, that just means that more good stuff can be made for everybody, you know? Yeah. Kind of like yeah. putting it all together. I mean, I think we we don't have to worry about this system not having games like that argument <laughs> within one oh, minute of hearing that on Twitter. I was like, you know, people were kind of going off. of Where are the games? Like, well, if you wait a couple days, <laughs> you're going to see yeah. some games and everything will be OK. This thing won't be out until like October, November anyways. And I really feel yeah. like, you know, when it's all said and done, the gaming experiences on both of these consoles will be very very similar absolutely well and i think you have i think you have like the hipster contingent too or like it's just cool to be mad at something you know what i mean like i I, i'm getting really tired of it because we saw it go down with bioware we saw it go down with a bunch of other things it seems like to hate something seems to build fan communities Mm. and they're not really fan communities they're hate groups so it's it's just it's it's troublesome (laughs) so so old that's just how the internet (laughs) So I guess uh, the one major, I guess there was another issue that the internet had was that the Connect, um, the new Connect, is included with the Xbox One, um, and the oh, new, yeah, they'd it, rather it, buy it as a peripheral. A okay, this, it comes with it, and it, it has to be tethered to the Xbox One, and it has all these features that are just like so they're so intrusive, like they do things. Can you believe can just, that? Can I just tell you a funny story? Yes, I was please. at I was at Best Buy um, a couple of days ago dreaming about buying a bunch of TVs. Um, and it, it was really funny because there were a couple really high-end, awesome LED, huge TVs. Mm. And um, there were two models, and one was the newer and one was the older. And, you know, I'm kind of like looking at the specs, and I'm like, this is like the same TV. What's the difference? And the the salesperson was telling me, well, the newer version has a camera that can pop down. So you you basically like click it down so that it's not always on. <laughs> and the older one has, you know, the little camera at the top. And people were getting really confused and they thought that the camera is always watching them. So they didn't want to buy it. So I'll give you a good deal on that one if you buy it. And I'm like, what? Seriously? Wow. People really just, have that fear? You can just take a piece of black electrical tape and put it over your connect you sensor. Hey, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Don't so- like is it, am I wrong in assuming that the PS4 will also ship with a PlayStation Eye that you have to use? I don't. Um, well, I mean, I think at this point, it, it's not really known if. I mean, I know the Connect has to be attached. The new Connect has to be attached to the Xbox One. But um, I'm, I'm assuming, and this is just me assuming, that it's going to have a number of different settings um, that you can turn on or off. Um, mm-hmm. 
I mean, the way the Xbox works now, of course, is you can turn a lot of things off and on with a Kinect, and it doesn't necessarily have to, you know, have to recognize you and, and things of that nature. You can tell um, me if I'm wrong, but don't you? Do you guys? I get the sense that people watch presentations from both companies and then form arguments for one, assuming that the other one won't do it. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's like, oh, you know, like for example, this machine has to use the connect but if we find out a couple of months from now that the ps4 also has to use the eye you know what i mean the same Mm -hmm. thing applies like this whole thing about the used games or whatever Mm -hmm. i'm like 90 percent certain that whatever the used game policy on one system is going to be it's going to be exactly the same on the other or very Mm -hmm. similar you know what i mean like you're not going to see ea going like oh well on xbox we're going to get ten dollars but then on the playstation people can just trade games freely and we're not going to get anything from that that's not how it's going to work at all yeah. like they're going to yeah. get the same money from both machines absolutely yeah. you know so like i feel like people like to hear a fact you know like a fact or pseudo fact from one side mm-hmm. and then go well that sucks and then like the assumption is that the other side won't do exactly the same thing you know what i'm saying yeah okay yeah i mean on the used game thing I'm I'm really maybe I'm just like a weirdo, but I I really am not mad about that because I mean if you think about it, how much money does it take to actually create a game? And that's like creative property. It's like it's like when people share books that really annoys me because I'd like the author to get money for yeah. the work that they did, and and that that really makes me upset. Like Matt I'm and I talked like, about this. Like we you can't I can't take a game from Steam and be like here Matt here's here's Bioshock you can just have oh, yeah, this yeah. you know. But everybody Steam's the greatest thing ever created, but God forbid that they realize that's DRM'd. But I, <laughs> I, uh, true. I ha- Hillary, I had this exact conversation with a coworker who was arguing that like it's his property; he should be able to freely. Ch- and I was like, I was mm. like, create the creative industry is the only industry where people expect things for free, and it blows my mind constantly. Mm-hmm. It's like, why can't I steal this record and take it? And it's like, well, because somebody put a lot of time into making it, and they're like. Exactly. Yeah, but I mean, I can get. I should be able to get it for free because I, you know, whatever for freaking reason they didn't make it easy enough for me to get. It's like, well, I mean, come. On. I, I'm on both sides of that argument a little bit. Like, I do think DRM is flawed in a lot of ways and is that is not necessarily the answer to all of these problems. But at the same time, it's like, given the chance between going to Pirate Bay and stealing something and going and buying it legally. It does seem like people lean towards taking something over buying it legally. <laughs> like, it if does, you can get yeah. it for cheaper or free, people seem to go the cheaper or free route than they do the route that you know you spend money on stuff. And and that's beyond the point. It's not the same argument, but the the used game thing. I agree, Scott. Like, it, there's no way EA, there's no way a company like EA is going to say, "Oh yeah, we're going to get a, a chunk of the profits from these games on the Xbox." But PlayStation, do whatever you feel like. We're yeah. okay with it, right? <laughs> well, and, that, and that's the thing. I don't understand why people are blaming Sony and Microsoft either, because obviously oh, this is the producers, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course. I mean, it's the Ubisofts and the EAs and, and the other publishers. I mean, come on now. Yeah, it's people looking yeah. at their profits getting chunked away and going like, nah, "I'm not happy with this." Yeah, yeah. for real. And Sorry, at the I, end of the day, and at the end of the day, don't you want to support an industry that you're like enjoying or a part of? Totes. Yeah. yeah. I, so, I wanted I'm to sorry. Get, I sidetracked us. If if you want to go back to the Connect, that's, that's yeah. I was going to say uh, something about the Connect that amazes me is that first of all, I was looking at the numbers this week. The Connect sold something like 25 million Connects, something like that. Out in, and there's 70 or 75 million Xbox sold total. So we're talking about one in three Xboxes has a Connect purchase for it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And the biggest complaint about it was, oh, it's a little laggy. It doesn't always understand my voice. This is wrong. I don't really like that. And so, like, it sold really well, got rated really well, but people had complaints about some of the lagginess and things like that, which is understandable. And it also is first gen product. So it's like, it's going to be not the greatest thing ever created. So then Xbox hears these things and goes, okay, why don't we build like this? much better technology we'll build it into the system so that way we can do things like voice canceling on from the tv we can understand more with the technology about how it works we can kind of guarantee game producers that this thing this peripheral will be there when they're when they're making their games if they want to integrate with it like we can do all these things and everybody's like oh now i have to have a connect i didn't even want it in the first like, <laughs> oh my god like they're fixing all the things you said were wrong with it and now you're mad that they're fixing yeah it just blows and again my it is not something that you have to use if you want to use your controller you can do that okay they're right. not going to say I- i'm this is absolutely serious <clears throat> someone i don't I don't remember who it was, and I won't call them out either way. But one of the arguments, someone said, well, what if what if a user is mute? How are they supposed to play their Xbox? I'm like, oh. Are you serious? Yes. What if the user is mute? Well, they're not going to exclude mute <laughs> mute people oh, from playing Xbox. gestures. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, just the, the arguments that people were coming up with were incredible. It's like people were reaching into their bag of anger and just kind of pulling them out. Yeah. And I and get it. A cool thing to do. I like the, the presentation was lackluster. It maybe it maybe didn't show you what you wanted to see, but it doesn't mean that it's not there. And it doesn't mean that it's not going to be the system that you want it to be. And it's like this is like I mean this is like my philosophy in life. Just kind of look on the bright side. Don't be so fucking negative about everything. You so know? you know what? If they would have hired, if they would have hired like professional presenters, if they would have gotten you know like super talented you know on stage personalities to do all of this work they yeah. would have been like they, they would have been called out for being fake yeah. i mean yeah. look at like when ubisoft hired um aisha taylor who's amazing by the mm-hmm. way and a they gamer. got total and a gamer yeah exactly <clears throat> they um they got a lot of flack for it so you know they did they you know took the actual executives who actually made the freaking thing put them on stage and and gave you know talking points i mean there were some things about it that were a little annoying but i mean come on what are they supposed to do yeah, yeah. You can't I, win. You just can't. No, win. you can't. I mean, that—that's kind of what it seems like. This proved is that the, it's just impossible for them to win at this yeah. point. They're just there. It doesn't matter. They could have gone up and been like, "Every Xbox will give you a gold bar," and you'd be like, "God, <laughs> oh, fuck this! I don't want gold bars. I want cash and nothing else." Like, it's just like, yeah. Well, this is exactly what that Sony wanted to have happen because they wanted to be. That's why they rushed out to be first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because now they set the bar, and now people. People but just want to hate, <laughs> and, and like I don't want to get into the the A versus B because like until we have both systems, I don't really think there's a comparison. People are making comparisons like they're playing the two systems in their house right now, and I'm like, yeah, exactly. you have no idea what either one of these things will do at the end of the day. But they're the same. Yeah, <laughs> but like that's what I feel like saying. Like it felt like like Scott put it. Scott and I were hanging out the other night, and we were talking about it, and Scott put it the best. I think where he said. One game company chose to focus on this. The other game company chose to focus on this. But they both still announced the same shit for both things. Like, Xbox still, you can save video, edit, stream, and share with your friends. You can do the same thing. Other than PlayStation happens to be have, what is it, Ustream, I think, built into it instead of just being its own network. Yeah, something like that. And then, and then PlayStation has Gaikai that they bought, so... Xbox is lacking on the cloud gaming a little bit, but Xbox has this gigantic like Xbox Live ecosystem and the cloud built into their system in a different like it's the same shit at the end of the day. Nobody's uh, I, 
I mean, yeah. <laughs> like my thought, like my thought was this is just like, I have an Xbox now. So in a way the onus is on PlayStation to convince me why I want that machine. Right. And Sony comes out and they go, Hey, we're going to talk about games. We're going to talk about sharing and social features. And personally for me, like I'm just not interested in streaming my gameplay and yeah. then Microsoft comes out and they go, hey, we have a game system. You can watch TV on it. We have this partnership with the NFL and we're going to have games. And for me, like personally for me, I watch football and I watch TV and I play games. So, you know what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They hit all the right notes. So, yeah, kudos yeah. to them, and, you know. And that's I guess that's maybe like what I was saying before about being tapped into this Internet kind of rage network. Of, of early adopters and I think the early adopters in gaming may I guess skew away from sports and skew away from TV I, I was shocked that they skew away from TV I thought that stuff was pretty cool but I guess yeah, I'm an idiot and I'm disconnected you know but whatever uh, yeah I don't know it, well there, I mean there was, go ahead. Ahead. I don't know you were in the middle of a thought I interrupted uh, I don't know that I was okay. <laughs> so so the thing that I thought think is interesting is that nobody picked up on the the fact that Microsoft said we have 15 exclusive games, yeah. eight are brand new franchises. And then on top of that, if you really if you take a holistic perspective on the two systems, basically PlayStation is saying you can play and share games, games. Right? And Microsoft is saying, okay, you can play and share games, but you can also play and share um, other media. So yeah. you have if you're using Skype, win. Like, you know, it, it just seemed like it's a bigger ecosystem in which to share instead of like PlayStation was really honing in on the fact that you can, you know, do let's plays basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously all four of us here at the show are very different gamers and we, we all saw things that we liked and things that we didn't like, but I think that the main message is just give it time. And you know, the, the analogy I gave Matt while eating a burrito the other day is this, this system and, and the PlayStation are, are, are in their infancy and we have no idea what they're going to be like in a year from now or two years from now. And it's too early to really judge. And rather than come at it um, in, in a negative fashion or with venom, just kind of sit back and, and, and actually be logical about it and look at the, you know, some of the things that the system has to offer rather than uh, instantly dismissing it. And we're not, you know, Xbox doesn't fucking sponsor us. We, we are not <laughs> Xbox fanboys. I play my Fish. Xbox more than my Poor girls. Three. <laughs> yeah. Fan persons. Um, <laughs> but, uh, we, you know, I don't know. It, it just seems like, a, it was, uh, a really negative couple of days for well, all the wrong let's, reasons. Let's be, let's not talk about reaction then. Let's actually talk about a few. So I, while reading through all this stuff and reading through like a lot of the tech articles, I've, I've read a couple of pretty awesome things that I thought we could talk about for a second. If cool. you don't mind, I put them in the notes, but, uh, one of them was the connect, you know, for all it's kind of new high fangled tech inside of it. One of the most interesting things I, I read was that the way it does voice detection is instead of trying to do, instead of trying to add new technology, they said, of, of like having, you know, figuring out which voice is which and deciphering voices from one another, all they did was they set up their audio so they could figure out like precisely where the direction of the audio is coming from. And then they mm-hmm. mix that with the, the actual video decoding that they're doing already and figuring out who you are and where you are and then they match that voice to that person and then that that's how they're doing voice tracking so it's not actually going like oh i know hillary's voice that's hillary it's going hillary sitting on the couch over there that's her voice because that's where that voice is coming from and it matches Um, that voice up to that person but matt what if they're mute 
and invisible. <laughs> well, if they're mute and invisible, um, they it is going to cause a problem with the Xbox Connect tracking. But I also think, you know, then they win because Xbox isn't going to be watching them all the time. Yeah, I guess. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the other cool things, they, they, they made this, they made it, it was kind of brief. I thought it was one of the biggest deals that they said, but they, they made the announcement that they've upped their servers from 15,000 to 300,000 yeah. servers that they're running the cloud Huge. on now. Um, and I was like, man, that is a lot of cloud computing for queuing up for games. That seemed a little ridiculous. <laughs> right. uh, and then they, uh, Engadget posted an article. They talked to one of their tech leads who said that the, this cloud computing is going to be used in the same way that, that I use it for the web or that uh, big data warehouses use it for, for data processing. Essentially, games are going to have the opportunity to offload processing to the cloud so they can background things like textures and, and uh, load-ins for other areas and stuff like that that don't need to be instant on the screen. They can offload this stuff to the cloud and have it come back and then use the data they get back from, from the cloud for the games. That's and I was like, sweet. that's kind of awesome. It makes the system a little more viable long-term. It lets, it lets people build bigger and better things by uh, utilizing stuff that was previously not available, yeah. which is part of why of this always on, that this is one of the benefits you kind of get from it. But, you know, I, don't, I know there's a whole lot of... This could also bring the, on, the so. promise of the game that Ash always wanted, which is the multiplayer persistent world, like local, yes. like local persistent mm-hmm. world game. Yeah. I mean, a lot of... <clears throat> I mean, it's looking like Destiny might be that game. Yeah. Um, you know? Yeah, and, and, it might ooh. be. And that was something we talked about at this point years ago. I mean, how neat would it be to have... You know something that's similar to a Borderlands, but with you know more progression and a larger, larger universe that you can hop on with your friends and and go exploring and things like that. So it looks like we you know we're fi- finally you know, getting to a point where the hardware is is there. Um, I guess very briefly we should talk about the the always connected thing um, and how it's still kind of a mystery at this point how it works. But from what we understand, um, the system doesn't have to remain on all the time. I mean, doesn't have to remain connected to the internet at all times, but it is um, going to ping the server uh, from last I heard about once every 24 hours to make sure that you are essentially connected to your account. Um, because how it works now is your games are tied to your Xbox Live name. So uh, so when you get a new game, you'll actually install it off the Blu-ray onto the hard drive. You won't need the disc anymore. Um, you know, all the games will be you know sitting there on your hard drive. And um, and then it will ping the servers to make sure that you are you about once per day, but you can completely play it offline. Now, if you're in a place that, you know, some someone raised the question online, of, well, what if you're a soldier and you're in uh, Afghanistan? Oh my um, this is a real question. <laughs> I mean, and this is true. I mean, this is some people have this problem. It's like they don't have internet connections, but they want to play Xbox. Um, mm-hmm. They're they're working on special, I guess, uh, passes or rules for for people in that sort of situation. So, um, I mean, you know. they're not they're not this, okay. It's proven through things like SimCity that always on does not work in the long run. Yes. It's going to break because people can't always be on the internet or sometimes internet connections suck or god forbid servers go down and things break and it people are going to get mad i can't imagine that they're not going to work out this issue and if not then freaking don't buy the box or get rid of it and don't buy any games like there's an easy solution to it which is don't support the thing if you really hate it that much mm-hmm. uh i just can't imagine that they're gonna they're gonna f it that bad like it 
this always on thing, I think I understand it because DRM sucks. And that's essentially what they're doing with always on is, is using it as a DRM mechanism. Mm -hmm. And, uh, if they manage to make it seamless and transparent and I can buy a game and play it and not ever know whether I'm on the internet or worry about it, then I think that's a win. I don't really care, but yeah. I think that's how Steam yeah, I, works too. Yeah. Yeah. Let's read a direct quote from Microsoft. Um, and this was uh, addressing the always connected question. It says, um, no, it does not have to always be connected, says Microsoft. Uh, but Xbox One does require connection to the Internet. We're designing Xbox One to be your all-in-one entertainment system that is connected to the cloud and always ready. We're also designing it so you can play games and watch Blu-ray movies and live TV if you lose your connection. So you're not looking at, you don't have to always be connected. You can... It's going to essentially ping your account um, once every 24 hours to make sure that you know basically you have so, the rights that you're supposed to have before playing and watching. So the my things. only my only issue with this statement is this last sentence where it says we are also designing it so you can play games and watch Blu-ray and live TV if you lose your connection. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. which sure. makes me feel like if I so. Here's a real scenario, not to be one of the people you guys are making fun of, but yeah. I moved from New York yeah, to Orlando. Making fun of you. I, <laughs> I moved from New York to Orlando. I was crashing at my mother-in-law's house for four weeks, and I had zero internet. Well, I had internet, but not hooked up to my Xbox. Now, what scares me about this is if I had fired up my Xbox and thrown in a game, does that mean I can't even start playing a game because I'm not on the internet? Yeah. And that's my issue with it is that I can't even start playing a game if I'm not on the internet. Like they need to figure out a way so that somehow logically it checks DRM on occasion and maybe not necessarily every time you want to do anything. Cause that's going to get obnoxious right away. So Honestly, I think the hardware is prohibitive of a lot of moving around. Like just, just in thinking about it, like Xboxes today are pretty small and right. conceivably portable, but it looks like the new hardware it's kind of like, would you really, would you take your receiver and, and move it around to, if you're staying at your mother-in-law's sure. house? Yeah, and sure. it has the connect attached to yeah. it. You know, That's true. I mean, let's say you had a job that required you to travel all over the country, and then you had to stay in hotel rooms, and you traveled with your Xbox, <laughs> and then all of a sudden... Yeah, you, and here's, I, I know the solution no to that. We're no longer able to do that. Yeah. The Surface. <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, yeah, that only gets quite. you so far. I mean, it's not quite there yet, but that I think there is there is a proposition there to say, well, hey, if you can't bring your Xbox with you, you can still bring, quote, the Xbox experience with you on Windows 8. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, that's where they're going. Sure, of course, because they don't they don't necessarily have to compete against the PC market because they're just creating their own PC market. Whereas mm -hmm. I feel like in many ways, the PS4 is competing against people using steam and streaming on twitch tv i feel like they're trying to take a cut out of that community mm -hmm. yeah agreed so you want to you want to wrap things up with the one is there anything else yeah. to say about this i mean it's so early there's there's no we it's, have at yeah. this point for both machines we have very little information we're gonna have to mm -hmm. wait until e3 to find out more you know well We've already seen, like, part of me gets weirded out when people are like, I didn't see any games. And I'm like, we've already seen games. Like, right? I need to break it to you. Watch Dogs is a next-gen title, and we've been watching it on next-gen machinery this entire time. This, they, they've been playing this on, like, high-end PCs and rendering it and being like, yeah, look at this awesome-looking game. And all of us immediately, what was the first thing we said? There's no way that's running on an Xbox 360. Yeah. Like, right. it's impossible. Yeah. We're already looking at next-gen titles. They're just being coy and kind of like, yeah. It's a game. We're like, what console? 
It's on a console. (laughs) (laughs) It's a game. (laughs) It's like the games industry just like pisses me off so bad sometimes. It's just like, just say, just say, say what the fuck you're doing. Like, why is it all like cloak and dagger top secret? I mean, Hillary knows for marketing purposes, but it it bothers me. Just just say what you're doing. my my favorite thing is, um, you know, I think they had a trailer in the press conference for a game. I can't remember which one which one it is now, but it actually had a, a release date. And um, right afterward, Xbox was like releasing later this year. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, come on, give me. Everybody a date. knows it's going to be well, like of- late October, early November. Well, here's yeah. the argument to that, though. Uh, that's what I thought at first, and then I think. Our friend Ryan pointed out to me that their one of their big announcements was NFL, and they're not going to launch for the NFL season. Oh, then you'd have to launch in August. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's coming up mm-hmm. damn soon if they're going to try and pull that off. Yeah, but if, you, if you're it, touting this new partnership with the NFL, then yeah, yeah, it's that'll. I mean, September realistically, yeah. if you talk about the preseason or whatever, you know. Yeah, but anyways, uh, sports. <laughs> it's really funny because I was watching all this stuff explode online, and I, I was like weirded out by it. And thankfully, like my friend Ryan talks to me all the time online, and he was weirded out by it too, which I didn't feel crazy at least at that point because I was like, I thought it was okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with all of Ash, this. And Ash was like, Yeah, I thought it was okay too. And then I talked to Scott, and Scott's like, Yeah, I thought it was. And I was like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> I was absolutely nuts here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, are we? And then I was we, like, Hillary thinks it's okay too, right? And Ash was like, Yeah, yeah, I talked to her. She thinks she was treating positive things. And I'm like, all right, We're all on yeah. board. <laughs> Everybody's no, it's, okay. It's, I just, I really feel like it's it, the internet is just full, so full of hate. Like it's, it's a cool to be like snarky, and it's cool to be like a hater. I don't know. I just, it, it just drives me crazy. I, I think this is where like the generation gap is happening. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I I I like hate to like call us old, but we're kind of old. Seriously, yeah. I mean, we're we have you know purchasing power, but at the same time, you know, um, none of us are like using Twitch. None of us are like doing let's plays at the moment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. we're not we're not in in it like a lot of people are. So I don't know. Let's take a break and see how everyone else felt about the Xbox One. How's that? Sounds, Sounds good. This is Lightning from Final Fantasy XIII. You're listening to the Rated NA Podcast at nerdappropriate.com. Right. All right, guys. We are back with our Nerd Appropriate Question of the Week, also known as the Naquato. And uh, this week we're talking specifically about the Xbox One. And um, I tricked you guys into saying positive things because the question was, (laughs) name one thing you liked and one thing you don't like about the Xbox One. X-Bone. The X-Bone, yeah. Um, And we'll start off with our our buddy uh, Nate Hales from Reset Transmission. He says, uh, things I liked. The Kinect technology looks even better, which, of course, I think we agreed about. Um, Didn't like television. So Nate actually doesn't really watch TV, so yeah, that would not. I was going to say what? Yeah, yeah, he does. He's not a TV guy, so yeah. Uh, so I get it. So that wouldn't appeal to you. It's very no game of Also, I'd like to say that is the most calm, even-headed tweet that Nate sent out about the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were a lot Wait. of apps, a lot of caps going on. So has has our uh, sister podcast? Have they actually done a review in the Xbox yet? Oh, they I did. Their, their last yeah. episode was all about yeah. the xbox yeah. so okay 
I'll have to check that out. Definitely check it out. It might be the the opposite of ours. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) So I'm going to be angry. No, just kidding. I won't be angry. No anger. We love you guys. Yay. (laughs) High five. I thought it was funny that Ash and I both within seconds tweeted at Nate and were like, hey, dude, it's going to be cool, man. (laughs) (laughs) Group hug. Group hug with Nate. Yeah. So Rus at Still Dormant says, it's going to turn my TV into Big Brother. Really, really, really hating the emphasis on cloud. Hmm. There's no unless the TV Interesting. to Big Brother is the positive thing. There's no positive remark there. Oh yeah, <laughs> I can't wait for my TV to be Big Brother. <laughs> but I'm really not liking the emphasis on cloud. <laughs> uh, I understand her, um, her apprehension. I mean, a lot of people don't like the idea that there's this this eye looking at them, and the eye can see in the dark, and the eye can read your heartbeat, and um, you know, and and that um, scares a lot of people. But for me, I'm not doing anything that's illegal. <laughs> I'm not free basing in my living room, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing anything bad. So my eye can watch me all at once. This is going to see a dude in sweatpants playing some video games, and it's not really any. So- terrified about i mean i don't understand why they think that automatically that a microsoft cares what you're doing not really and then b as i mean it's not hooked up to any like authorities right i mean it's not like the the police department in your local towns like let's tap into their connect you know what i mean come on now and the thing you should be worried about is your isp not microsoft hate to break Hmm. it to you but that 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 company that tracks every single little thing you do on the internet and uh they're the ones you should be worried about yeah because that really is happening. Like every that is actually happening is is mm-hmm. logging. So when you type in like you know like grandma butt sweat, that is logged somewhere <laughs> and someplace. And they are notorious wow. for turning that information over to the government oh, yeah. at the drop of a hat. So All it has to do is snap their fingers, and they'll know about your creepy habits <laughs> and um, your copious amounts of online shopping. Hmm. <laughs> so probably gaming ad probably gaming says uh, this is in reaction to the fact. Is it a fact that it can read your heartbeat? Yeah, that's yeah. what I said. Okay. Yeah. Um, who needs a doctor when you have Xbox One? Um, I think that's kind of cool coming from somebody who um, I played some of the fitness titles on the current Xbox machine. And at times the tracking is less than stellar. And sort of its ability to recognize how hard you're working is not stellar either. So if – I mean I can imagine you know, even a casual game like Dance Central or – uh, you know, like one of the, the, what is it? Ubisoft has one and EA has a fitness game and there's that Nike your, connect. Your shape. Yeah, yeah. Your shape, stuff like that. Like if that can better help you to like adjust a workout routine to you, that's, that's actually kind of cool. And mm-hmm. then not only that, but imagine, um, I think we talked about this when Nintendo talked about the finger sensor, but imagine playing a game like resident evil and reading your heartbeat to see like if you're fucking flipping out or not. And then adjusting, like, the scariness of the game based on something like that. I think, like, the possibilities, I think, are, you know, outweigh anything that could potentially be negative about that. To be fair, though, to be fair, though, Scott, you work with robots. (laughs) I mean, it's just kind of cool. Like, it's the the technology possibilities. It's funny. I had originally said I wanted to open the podcast with this Louis C.K. bit where he says everything is awesome and everyone's an asshole. And it's, <laughs> and it's, uh, 
And it's awesome because what he talks about is this kind of stuff where, you know, people are like on their cell phone and they're like really mad because it doesn't instantly do the thing that they asked it to do. And he's like, give it a second. It's going to space. You know, like it's like (laughs) it's this (laughs) idea that technology around us has become borderline ridiculously amazing. But now we're like we're whining and getting mad about it for different reasons. And some people have the full right, like the big brother thing. I understand. I just think you're, you're aiming your concern at the wrong company, but it's, I don't know. This stuff blows me away. I can understand it can be creepy to some people, but this, this also amazes me. So I agree. Well, I mean, doesn't it feel like for a while there too, I feel like maybe, maybe in my own little bubble, I felt like we were kind of stalled. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. all the new technology had been like, Oh wow, that's really cool. Hooray. And then there was a couple of years where it was like, so what's next, guys? Yeah. You know what I mean? So now I'm super happy that they're they're taking steps forward. Don't you also think that when the Xbox, when the 360 came out, things like the iPhone, the iPhone didn't even exist, I think, when it came no. out, right? I don't like think so. So there, technology has made, between Google and Apple, technology has made leaps and bounds that are just insane. I mean, like, technology has doubled, tripled, and quadrupled in the amount of time that since the Xbox has been out. So, like, to see them take a, a stab at this new technology is kind of like, it was amazing to me, but I got you know, creepy to everybody else, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So, Jesse Lamb, Axel 99, says, does it also measure pupil dilation and body temperatures in erogenous zones? Only when yeah. And the truth is, I actually think it can. It probably can. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It can. All, all we need in, like... I can't say what I was just going to say. <laughs> Sex games are next. That's what you're saying. I get it. I'm saying there there is a market, perhaps. Um, yes. And whoever you know you, is well, the first to wait. dive in will probably be incredibly rich. Do you know we actually talked about this on the Romance and Games panel briefly? Do you remember that? Um, Raphael actually said something about that. If we could connect porn with gaming yeah. there could really be something yeah, you know yeah. what i mean and, and it was funny because that was the dinner conversation the night before so yeah um people are thinking about it apparently they are they yeah are. go play go play tender loving care from trial by games <laughs> wow <laughs> all right next up is curtis hook who is uh, at cheeky ninja and curtis says i like that the wii u will finally have a friend uh, dislike how they seem to have conflicting stories about some features. Uh, I'm going to agree with Curtis in that um, they they weren't very clear on the day of the presentation, which was uh, a lot of people got very upset with that. And we're still finding information out at this time. Um, uh, the Wii U finally having a friend. I think I don't that's think, sarcastic. Yeah, I know. I, I think I completely and utterly disagree with that but here's the thing um, mm-hmm. i feel like we should take all of these at face value and just say that he's really happy that his <laughs> wii u console is going to have another new console to be in the room with it he's just stoked Yay! on that fact yes that's awesome <laughs> there so you. lisa chan at shellhead jr said i like that it's a new console it's been a long time for now probably just like the name the most interesting it's it like ipad though eventually the name will have no meaning yeah and it'll just be It'll just be a machine yes. that watches you. <laughs> <laughs> I think the truth, though, is that it really just listens to you all the time, right? Like the camera's only on when the machine is on. Yeah. Correct? I guess so. so. But it is listening all the time because you can tell it to turn on, which it, it would need to be listening at all times to figure that do out. You, do you accidentally activate your Xbox from time to time with your voice? Because I do that no, when I'm watching TV. No, but I was hearing that people were having problems when they were watching it on their Xbox during the conference because they kept saying Xbox do something, and it kept freaking out people's interfaces while they were watching. That's actually <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Xbox, go home. <laughs> and everybody's like, no, don't go home. I'm watching a video. 
right. Uh, JC at Laserboy JC says, I like how fast it appears to be, but the game rights appear to be a gaming nightmare and enough of a reason not to buy it, which is exactly what I was saying. If this looks like a nightmare to you, then don't buy it. Like, you don't have to get it if you think this is going to be a, a clusterfuck. And maybe it will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't know for yeah. sure, but... I just I have a hard time imagining they're going to put their billion-dollar baby in the middle of a clusterfuck. So. Yeah. And, they, yeah. you know, oddly enough, I mean, to be honest with you, like, just to be perfectly rational for a moment, like, they, if something, if they release a machine and there's some kind of weirdness with all these, like, rights and everything and, like, use games or whatever, any feature, really, you can update the machine. Like, do you guys remember yeah. the, the Blade interface? Yeah. yeah like, absolutely. that fucking mm-hmm. sucked. Like, that... That's how the machine Xbox 360 started out with the Blade interface, and now we have yeah. this sort of Metro-styled UI, which is like cool to go through, you know, and all that stuff. So I think that I think that given the promise of a system that can also be upgraded, like there's there's possibilities to to tweak things, just like any any piece of software, any game, like things can be patched. You know, I think I think if the response is loud enough, things can be fixed. You know, and obviously yeah. if people people choose not to buy it because of one, one, you know, feature or another, like, I think that's something that Microsoft will really have to consider. And Sony too, you know, for that, for that matter. Yeah. Capitalism. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just wonder if, if, um, you know, people are just inherently change averse, you know, yeah. I like, I, I don't know. I, 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 the four of us don't seem to be, but I mean, <laughs> maybe, I don't know. I don't know why, but I feel like anytime that there's a change in doing something, the internet's like, no, like a, a multiplayer is going to suck. You know what I mean? <laughs> All of that stuff. I mean, it, it just seems like, I don't know. Never mind. Face, Facebook interface, if you will. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. Oh my God. What did they do to my timeline? And it's like, whoa. <laughs> it's a web page, everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All the stuff is still there. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Um, go ahead. So, uh, what is that? Bucky Russ 5000 at yeah, Doolin sure. James says uh, Xbox One is going to make, <laughs> is even easier to make jokes about than Sony's toaster. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Xbox One. That's yeah, why they call it the X-Bone. Yeah, yeah. X-Bone. Um, Chris Taylor at Shockwaver. Hey, Chris. He says, uh, I like not having to get up and change discs. Absolutely. Uh, the lazy ass in me is so happy about that. Because, <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, my God, I don't have to get up. Um, and I have a feeling I'm going to dislike tying a game to a single um, Xbox Live ID. Uh, that doesn't really bother me too much. But I'm not much of a, a game trader or seller. So that's why I don't care. So. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah, all confusing. Think, Even on the current system, like DLC management is very confusing to me. Yeah, yeah. But I I do everything you know with myself, like on like one user. <laughs> you do everything with yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. you. So Carlo at Platinum Fist says uh, TV integration. I guess this is the good thing. TV integration, and although I suspected it. It would be nice to have backwards compatibility, especially with big late year 360 title releases. I think a lot of the ones that are going to come out toward the end of this year will be both, right? Both, yeah, I probably. So. Yeah, probably. And Ash, uh, that's both, not both. I uh, didn't yeah. say it. I've, I've purged <laughs> that word from my vocabulary because I can't say it correctly and people have been teasing me. So <laughs> am I, like I've, I've come to realize I am not the quote unquote normal gamer, but like I don't, Am I the only one who doesn't go back and play old system games a lot? Uh, I haven't recently. I don't really, I guess I don't do that so much anymore 
you know. I don't think I've done it since I've had like a PS One. Like I think, I think I really in the past couple of generations, once I got the new box, the old one, it was like you know, it was like that kid with the new toy, or like that old. It was yeah. like, and I mean, ever since the the no first, play. only the first version of the PS Three was backwards compatible with PS Two games, and now it's it's not anymore. And then, like the PS4 isn't backwards compatible either. You just have to rely on the like Gaikai on the yeah. Gaikai thing, which will you know require you to be always connected, so that that won't work either. No scotch. So oh, PS4 so doesn't wait. have that. So <laughs> all of us have like a, a ton of games, right? So right. let's say you have like your old Xbox 360 in the bedroom, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have sure. like Xbox One in your family room. Sure, so right. what happens with your Xbox Live account if you play, let's say, like Fallout? on on your old system and connect to your XBL and then your new system XBL same gamer tag. I wonder how that works. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, head explosion. I don't think yeah. you can not have your account on more than one box, right? Uh, well, they're going to figure that out. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, I mean I- there, be, I mean I'm sure there's a, I'm sure they have a solution, but I'm just curious about how that's going to work. Yeah. No, we don't really know. I, don't think I we feel know. like my my long term goal will just be to keep moving forward. Like mm-hmm. once I'm done with my 360 games, if, if it's not backwards compatible and they don't want me to do that, I'll just get rid of that machine and just start yeah. playing Xbox One. Like I don't, you know, You're I don't buy into their system, man. It's things. Well, a the thing bit, is, there sure. there goes your summer game pile. I'm <laughs> playing it now, though. I'm I'm finishing I know. it. You know. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, they, they just re- recently went record a few days ago saying that they, they plan on supporting um, the Xbox 360 for at least another five years. That's confusing, so, too. I well, feel like I that mean, sends a mixed message. It's still going to be a great box, you know, to be used as a Roku and things of that nature. So but that's they all consoles do that. They always support consoles into like at least a two to three year gap yeah. into the new console. They oh, never just true. immediately cut ties with the old one and move on. That's a good point. There's still games that get made. They're not very good, but they still make games for it. They still support it with system updates and things like that. They don't, they never drop support immediately. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. But, um, Derek Baker, uh, at hello scientist who just got married and that's who's winning. Congratulations, Derek. Uh, he says the new controller looks pretty amazing and I agree. Um, new controller is super high tech and I'm, I guarantee they're going to cost like a hundred bucks a pop. I'm not kidding. Not cool. Um, as well as the overall console design, which I also, I mean, it is boxy and it is big, but I don't really care. I think it looks pretty cool. Uh, he says he's not liking the connect requirement, but he is the gentleman we were talking about that has to lug his 360 with him when he travels because he's a pilot. So, um, lugging this larger system with a a connect tethered to it is probably less than optimal for him. No boy, no. Yeah. And I think, Mm. I think he brings up an interesting point. We were talking offline about this. I feel like maybe at a certain point when you're looking at all these different systems and technologies, I think the really, the main thing is just to see which one fits for you and then just, just get the one that works for you. You know what I mean? I'm not saying this to Derek specifically, but like in general, as a consumer, like you would just have to evaluate every piece of technology and go, well, Oh, I think this will work for my lifestyle ecosystem, whatever. I mean, I did that with the PS3 and the Xbox 360 in a different in a different way. The PS3 was out at six hundred dollars. The 360 was out. I think I could get it for three fifty, or whatever. It was lower significantly, and I ended up getting a 360, like budget wise. Mm-hmm. It was like those decisions get made every day. You should be doing that. You should be buying the thing that fits you, but you mm-hmm. should also hate and hate and hate <laughs> it doesn't fit you, right? And then go uh, online and yell about it. Yeah. Maybe maybe the Twitter is just like a, 
support group, you know, like a venting space. Anyways, imagine imagine if um, the internet existed during World War Two. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! God. Wow! Wow! So Andrew Baker at a Baker N Seven says dislike cloud gaming and the fact that most of the entertainment features won't be accessible in Canada. That's an interesting thing. He says also says like the entertainment in- integration, the snap feature works really well with my ADD. I mm-hmm. think that's kind of cool too. Yeah. Because I, love the snap feature. I didn't understand the snap feature when I watched the presentation, but then when I was traveling, I, um, I had my surface and at one point I was watching a video and then I snapped um, like a little puzzle game called Wordermint to the small part of the screen. And then I realized I was like, Oh, maybe this is why you have this, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and you know, maybe even the promise of playing a video game. And then in your, like, I guess, quote, picture and picture having sports on or something in the background, like in the small frame. They, they, yeah, yeah, they actually talked about due to the way Scott, I told you a little bit, there's two VMs running inside of the Xbox at all times. And, uh, and that's how they're running games and, and TV and, and switching so fast and all that stuff. It's actually switching between VMs on the machine, which which would be incredibly fast. And one of the things they said is that you could actually queue up in a game in a VM in the background and then snap it to the side and snap TV to the other side and just watch TV while your game is queuing and waiting to go. There's like awesome. so many other things you could do simultaneously because of the way they built this technology that's out. Magical. So cool. So just just really quickly on the marketing side, I don't know if you guys have seen the new commercial that launched, I don't know, I think it just maybe a week ago. I only I started seeing it now, but it's like um, a comparison between the Surface and the iPad. Oh, it's yeah, I did see this. really funny because it's like, you know, they have like a Siri imitation and it's like, oh, I can't do PowerPoint or, you know what I mean? I can only do one thing at a time. Let's play chopsticks. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like hilarious. And it's funny because it's, really going in line with the snap feature that was just talked about at the xbox one press event and now the service is being talked about that way too so i thought that was interesting That's that good. commercial actually w- worked on melissa too she yeah. she watched it and then she looked at me she's like should i get a surface and i was like huh <laughs> me away. yeah no it's it's pretty cool i don't do powerpoint <laughs> yeah well, that, I, I think dying. that's good. Just as real quick, as far as the surface goes, they need to start having commercials where they show what the system actually does instead of how you can break dance with it in your conference room. So, yeah, I think, yeah. I think that's kind really important. Pointless commercial. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so Robert Freemering, Mr. Slick says, uh, dislike. I don't like the all in one approach. Just games, please. When I turn on my current Xbox, it's just for games. Xbox one. Like I do actually like the full game install. No disc to play. Potentially more money for devs with the used game fees. So oh, look at that. Someone who thought that the devs might want the money that people are <laughs> yeah. selling games. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I like, I mean, I agree with Mr. Slick's approach, Robert's approach to this, because I mean, the, you know, like the, the current Xbox does a lot more than just play games, but he just wants to use it for games. So again, yeah, sure. it's, it's this whole idea of fit, you know, just finding, finding what fits for you and then, and then getting but the idea that, that this thing is not going to game well is i don't think that's what i think he's saying, ludicrous yeah, yeah. no no not i'm not saying that's what he's saying i'm right. saying that that like the people who get mad are like why didn't they just show games and it's like well i mean they're we selling a, know they're a, gonna do that <laughs> it's not their plan you know they're gonna do mm-hmm. games later but it's fine yeah put the, the pitchforks and torches away yeah mm-hmm. yeah so um oh, eric, okay each uh, yeah go, go for, for it, it. <laughs> eric All and each have <laughs> yeah, let's do it together, everybody. No, Eric at eChap33 says, like picking up the controller and being put into recent game save, not liking activation fee if a buddy lends me a game. 
Hmm. I never thought about the lending aspect. Like if you let me borrow a game, which I do from Ash on occasion, um, that, that, that maybe is a, an issue. Is it not? How how much do you value time, Scott? Value time. I value time a lot. Yep. And, and how, how much time do you think it took to make that game? That's a good point. I mean, like, okay, I, I see where you're going with this. And like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the argument is for borrowing a game. It's just something that was ingrained into our culture for, you know, like yeah. people. Back bo- when we used to trade our, our Nintendo cartridges back and forth, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is true. I don't know. It's a, it's a Did we not era. just have a conversation about creative like stuff? Wow, I said creative funny. No, no, you, you make a good point, And I'm trying to <laughs> understand Steve. it from the perspective of like things that <laughs> I have created, you know? So I don't know. You, you bring up a good point. So maybe that. Maybe that well, makes I that mean, point more salient. Although I will say that I think there's a difference between borrow. I mean, so there's me giving you a game and it being yours, and you start playing it, and you taking a game for a couple weeks to try it out, and eventually giving so, it back to me. So while you're playing this thing, you're enjoying it, right? Why shouldn't you have like? No, I that's I totally experience. see your point. I don't have an answer. Yeah. Like I really don't have an answer because lending is something that I grew up doing, and now when you're sort of on the other side of it, it's like. It does. It does bring up an interesting question. I don't have an answer. Yeah, hmm. it's a it's an interesting point. We'll just have to see. Like, I feel like some of these decisions might be made for us, anyways. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. Yeah, there yeah. you have it. Um, Natalie at Stumping at good good friend of the site and frequent contributor. You should look for her articles. Um, she says like Blu-ray, no likey, no backwards compatibility. How am I supposed to re- replay Mass Effect? Damn it! Well. I agree, and I think, I mean, the problem, you know, the answer would be to, to say, uh, you know, Mass Effect should be released in Blu-ray format for Xbox One, right? There you go. But then at the same time, none of your save games would carry over from the old system anyway, so... Yeah, of, they would. Yeah, they will. Yeah. They are? It's going to be on the cloud, man. They'll sync that shit to your cloud, yeah. yeah that's all you got to do. Uh, It'll, they'll be able to upload whatever save you want to your cloud save, and then when you get your one operational, you'll be able to pipe that sucker... Mm. Um, oh, and there was runner. a response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. page runner response to Stumpy Nat. Um, and she says, your old console won't self-destruct as soon as the Xbox One comes through the door. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be incredible because then like you know, millions of homes in America would just yeah, explode. You, I would imagine that a lot of people that really enjoy like JRPGs probably still own their, their PS2s, right? Isn't that? Really? Yeah, yeah. you're right. Um, yeah, my entertainment center is filling up. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would like to simplify things, though. That's that's probably why I'd try to just move on eventually. Okay. Tastasis McGee <laughs> at Tasman says, um, I'm intrigued by the TV stuff. As to something I don't like, it's, it's rather large. Uh, where are we going to put it? It does look large, does <laughs> that's it not? What, that's what wow. he said. Wow. That's that. what he said is the uh, hashtag. <laughs> we love Tasman. Hi, Tasman. Yes. I think that's what she said. Oh. That's <laughs> what she said. Oh, it's sorry. rather large. Where are we going to put it? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really matter. That's what they said. <laughs> Indeed. And Matt, uh, the honor for this. Yeah, one. I was going to read the last one because this is Ryan, the guy that I was talking to all week about it. And he, of course, responded with an, a humorous response. And he said, whatever the question is, my answer is Call of Duty Soldier Dog. <laughs> yes. They did make a big point about that dog, did they? Not? They really did. The half yeah, of that Call of Duty a... video was that dog. You yeah. know what's yeah, interesting but... is a lot of people jumped on the internet and said, like, 
Well, it's nice to see that they've like fully rendered, you know, like a realistic dog instead of like a realistic portrayal of females in video games. (laughs) And then then the Internet also fired up and said that PlayStation is for cats and Xbox is for dogs. And then I I actually, yeah, and someone actually said, well, of course you like the Xbox. You like dogs. I'm like, but I like cats, too. Come on. Wow. I wonder we should do we should do some psychological research to see if there's a correlation between cat owners and ps4 and dog owners and xbox yeah yeah exactly there's also a fake twitter account that was um that was made oh, the for, the, uh, for the dog the the uh, call of duty dog um and within about 10 minutes it had more twitter followers than us three years guys we have to tear through ours we each need to say one oh. thing nice oh and okay xbox so ash uh, positive things. Uh, I really feel like developers are excited for this new console because of uh, you know how incredible the hardware is compared to how you know ancient and dated the 360 hardware was. So I think it's it's kind of rekindling their creativity and allowing them, allowing them to do some things that um, they haven't been able to do on a console. And the only reason mm-hmm. the only reason I'm saying on a console is because yes, it's available on on you know PCs currently, but you have to be incredibly uh, rich in order to experience uh, that type of stuff mm. on the PC currently. So I mm-hmm. think that that's great. I think games are going to look great. Um, things that I didn't like, um, I I don't necessarily like the uh, the inability to at this point share games because like, I do like being able to like what's it going to do to GameFly? What's it going to do to Redbox? Like they're basically going to die and sometimes I only want to spend a couple bucks and, and try a game out and will I still have that option? So that kind of makes me apprehensive. Yeah, I guess they might have to expand I'm, the demo market. You know? Yep. Do you know what I'm actually wondering? If, if things like Redbox and GameFly will have the opportunity to subsidize that process so that if you get a GameFly game, maybe it's somehow DRM to GameFly and when it comes to your account, you're paying that through your subscription fees to them and not necessarily we'll every time you get the game. Definitely have to work on it. Um, Matt, why don't you go? Uh, sure. I, uh, as you all know from my owning of things like the Google TV, am a big proponent of all my shit in one place. So... I'm pretty excited about the idea of Xbox trying to fix the cable box, which is a piece of junk, and get all of my content easily accessible in a single spot between music and movies and games and whatever it might be that I like to do. Uh, I think that's kind of awesome. I, Mm -hmm. too, am super hesitant about DRM because I think it's a pain generally and not actually very useful in very many ways. So. I'm worried about how they implement the DM, DRM. I think it could be the, the kicker as to... I think it could validate a lot of people's non-validated feelings towards this thing. Like, I think a lot of the stuff that people are hating is not going to necessarily come true, but I think if the DRM fucks up, that everybody's going to be like, see? And that could be bad. So, yes. we will see. How about you, Hillary? Um, the likes... I mean, basically everything we've already talked about, I think it's I think it's going to revolutionize a lot of the game experience. Um, I'm, I'm really, really excited about it. So I'm not going to like list out all of the things I like about it because I think there's just too many. The things that I don't like, um, I don't know if I'm all that excited about the size of the hardware um, just because I'm thinking about, you know, how to put things in the entertainment center and like that's like really minor stuff. But um, I guess... 
I, I'm interested to see the price point because I know for sure I'm going to definitely buy both units, the PS4 and the Xbox One. So as much as I love Xbox, I also like PlayStation as well. So Impossible. I'm not looking I'm not looking forward to the investment. You're not allowed to like <laughs> both. You have to pay. You're not allowed one. to like both. One or the whatever, other. Whatever. Whatever. The thing is, PlayStation does have a lot going for it as well. And, um, you know, some of their exclusive titles are amazing. But I, I think that they both have really interesting um you know, perspectives on the industry. And I don't know, I, I'm obviously more aligned with Xbox, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to writing. Why do I say writing the check? I never write checks. I'm, I'm not looking forward <laughs> to making that huge payment. <laughs> I'm looking wow, forward I to wiring the money for the, for the, <laughs> for the console. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to do a cash. Close yourself, Scott. Um, okay. So what do I like? I like, um I okay so I've complained about this in the past like for me I feel like the system like I have a really hard time getting into Hulu just as an example like one mm. out of every 3 times I try to access Hulu on the Xbox it tells me it's not available and it kicks me out and I have to go back in like great you know like I know it's technology but it you know it's it's slow to me so I'm excited about yeah. this idea of just being able to upgrade to new hardware which is faster and if the yeah. app switching works as fast as it really oh god as they say it does in the presentation yeah. like that, that would be amazing. awesome to switch in and out of gameplay and not having to boot the game back up again and just like watch a little tv and go like all right i'm gonna go back to gears of war and then like i'm just right i'm going you know that's exciting that'd be incredible yeah so yeah. the thing that i don't like and i don't think that this is particularly the fault of microsoft but i don't like the integration. I don't like the idea that you have to hook up a cable box to your television because um, I am still a cut the cord person. I haven't had cable for a while. Um, So like the ability to see a guide and then like access stuff, like to me still seems antiquated. Like this model of consuming cable, like not on demand is antiquated to me. And I don't want to have a cable box in my house and I'm not going to have one. So I don't want to have two boxes to be able to watch TV. Like I want to be able to hook up a, you know, rabbit ears to my television and then watch everything else through Hulu. Like that's, I want to pay, I want to pay a separate fee for, for NFL and for ESPN and for um, HBO and Showtime or whatever. Like I don't, I don't want cable. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. that's my dislike, and it's not necessarily Microsoft's fault because people still subscribe to cable, and a lot of people do, mm-hmm. and that's just that's just the way it is, unfortunately, you know. Or Directv. Yes, or or satellite. Sorry, when I say cable, you know. I don't, I, or IPTV. I, <laughs> so I want my. I'm sorry. TV. If we're going to be specific, we need to be specific. Okay? <laughs> I want I my IPTV. I want TV <laughs> a la carte and or on demand. So I just. I'm not yes. going to be hooking up a cable box to my Xbox, even though yeah. I think that's a cool feature that they have it, and that'll be great for a lot of people. But it's not something that I will use in the short, you know, mm-hmm. near term. Um, so I thought that maybe we would close the podcast on not that we were overly negative, but obviously we had to have some debate and discussion. But I'd like to close the podcast on a high note with um, an email that I received. So we're going to do a little little mailbag feature at the end here. Um, mailbag. mailbag. This email comes from. Uh, <laughs> what the hell was that? We just made up our own bumpers, you guys. Um, this email comes from uh, Rasmus. I'm sorry if I I got your name wrong. Um, uh, they say, "Hey, 
I just wanted to say that the four of you produce a very enjoyable podcast, casual in the good way, and you all have pleasant voices. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you. I don't like the sound of my voice, Thanks. so I'm glad you do. Um, I, <laughs> I originally found your podcast during a Google search for Mass Effect. The Jennifer Hale and Allie Hillis episodes were thoroughly enjoyable. Well, thank you very much. Um, keep up the good work. I'm listening all the way from Denmark. P.S. From what I gather, Hillary works, quote, a lot. oh i do yeah so so thank you for for listening and finding us that's super awesome and now you actually have two ali hillis interviews to listen to um indeed and i think that i like this email a lot and it's awesome that you that you listen from denmark and i i feel like that naquato that we had a while back about like where are you like i feel like this is a good i like doing this i like hearing about where people are from and what it's like um, give me your address yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hey. cool. Sorry, I, I like that episode as I well. I like our I, mean, I like our global community. Yeah, it's yeah. neat. Very very cool. Cool. So thank it you is. for that email and and thank you for listening and yeah and uh, we really appreciate it. It means a lot. We can't cannot do it without you guys. Obviously, let's let's wrap this motherfucker up. <laughs> okay. What do you say? Sure. Oh. Go for it, man. Um. So, uh, we are the Rated NA Podcast. This was episode. 105 and thank you guys so much for tuning in um you guys can uh find us on twitter and that's at nerd appropriate and um we are heavily active on the twitter so please 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 follow us and we will uh you know form dialogue with you and and, and it'll be a how oh, corporate i know we will form a dialogue <laughs> with you form a dialogue with you we will leverage management synergies we will do all of those things um or if you want to write us an email um, you can email us directly at Matt, Hillary with one L, Scott or Ash at nerdappropriate.com. Um, we haven't plugged Big Giant Circles in a while. Uh, and Jimmy Henson, of course, is the gentleman who composed our theme song. And he was uh, one of the composers on Mass Effect and, and Cod Blobs 2 and a bunch of other great stuff. And so we always like to thank him for his great contribution to our uh, to our show. So Puzzle thank you, juice. Jimmy Henson. Yes. Oh, yeah. Puzzle Juice as well, which was an awesome soundtrack. So. Uh, listen for the work of Mr. Jimmy Hinson, or you can and go also, to uh, Giant Circles. Also, this is a busy week, so just a couple days later, you're going to get episode number 106, uh, our interview with Courtney Draper. So please stick around and listen to that, too. It's a good a good week awesome. for podcasting. Good, good yeah. week for podcasting. You will like the Courtney Draper stuff. So. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you. Bye. Bye, everyone. Do another Utini just to like brighten my morning. Utini! <laughs> <laughs> good. So good. <laughs>